All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Hillbilly Banter. I'm Nate. I'm Steve. Brad. 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 No Tony Brad. tonight, huh? No. Cody's still fucking off in Puerto Rico. I'm pretty sure he's milking that job. Oh, he's working down there? Yeah. Oh, that's the that's the hookup. Yeah. $100 yeah, and, a day in per diem. Dalton is uh, still plumbing the same house that he's been working on for three weeks. I can't take you serious because you have a sparkle on your forehead. <laughs> yeah, my fucking daughter got sparkly played out today. Mm. Yeah. She was slapping it against your forehead. Pretty much. You know. Kid stuff. Glitter just doesn't matter how far you try to stay away from it. Yeah. It just... It's everywhere. So what's new, guy? Finally, Labor Day weekend. Beans the end of craziness, hopefully, for my work. So We'll see. Get a little relaxed, hopefully, and be able to focus a little more time and energy on researching topics. I feel like this tourist season is going to go deeper than it usually does. It might. Of course, I don't know if it's going to be tourism or people just moving here to get away from... The big cities and all the shit going on. Yeah, the guys at T-Mobile today said that uh, they've had an uncountable number of people coming in to switch carriers carriers and update their phones because where they used to live... Didn't have T-Mobile? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, that's great. It boggles my mind that you can just pack up and move to a different state without, like, vetting or... Right. You know, any proof of why you're coming or what your purpose is or intentions yeah. are? It's because they're we're like, united. Where the f- where the fuck are all these jobs? Like, what jobs are they getting? What jobs are they, they getting? Their companies are just, like, sending them here. Like, go work wherever you want. Like, you can work remotely. That's the, you can work remotely or, fuck, dude, everywhere is hiring. The guys yeah. across the street here, they're from Arizona, and uh, they just moved here. Hold on, I gotta sneeze. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a fucking neat story. <clears throat> no, they just moved here like a month ago, bought that house via seeing it on FaceTime, mm-hmm. and he works from home. And they just like he's gone on a week long trip. He's like, can you get any packages that come to my door? For a finder's fee, bitch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's disgusting. Uh, I did do a little bit of research on. That thing Steve wanted me to... Bohemian Grove? The Bohemian Grove slash Bohemian Club. Oh, man, good catch. If you guys are interested in that. Yeah, let's hear it. Because I only was hearing about it through Joe Rogan. Oh, So I I only did two pages of notes as compared to my usual 8 to 10. But I did it all today after work and while watching a 6-month-old and a toddler, so... Uh, The Bohemian Club is an invitation-only social club founded in San Francisco in 1872 by and for journalists who wished to promote a frat connection among men who enjoyed the arts. Uh, The club today is composed of many local and global leaders, ranging from artists to businessmen, presidents. Globalists and elitists. Yes. Uh, The club holds an annual retreat at the Bohemian Grove, which is a restricted 2,700-acre campground at 20601 Bohemian Avenue in Monte Rio, California. Uh, A little bit of history as far as the the actual Bohemian Club goes. In New York City and other metropolitan areas of densely populated cities in America, 
In the 1850s, groups of young cultured journalists flourished as self-described bohemians until the Civil War broke them up and sent them out into field as war correspondents. So the equivalent of 19th century hipsters is essentially what it means. Yeah. People with those stupid fucking bowler hats and <laughs> pipes. Yes. Uh, the correspondents took up the moniker and bohemian became another word essentially for newspaper writing or newspaper writer during the Civil War. Um, a bohemian? Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you guys aren't familiar, like Bohemia was a kingdom in the Middle Ages in what is now Germany, Czechoslovakia, that area. Yeah. Um, originally, jur- journalists were to be regular members, while artists and musicians were to be honorary members. The group relaxed its rules for membership, quickly allowing people who had little artistic talent but enjoyed it nonetheless but had greater financial resources. Yeah. We weren't as Um, smart, but had a bunch of fucking money. Yeah. With the relaxed membership rules, the Bohemians, the original Bohemians, quickly were in the minority in the club, and the wealthy and powerful came to control the actual club and take up the moniker of Bohemians. Oh, like our society now. Although you can find membership uh, in the past, from the past, on many public domains, the modern list of members is kept more private, and it's a little harder to find. Um, like Teddy Roosevelt was an honorary member. Uh, you guys will find out later in my thing. Ronald Reagan was a member. Um, Nixon was a member and Walter Cronkite was a member. Um, so now that we have an idea of the brief history of the club, I kind of want to jump into what goes on during the retreat at the Bohemian Grove. So the, the main encampment area consists of 160 acres of redwood trees Sleeping quarters, or as they call them, camps, which aren't really anything but giant fucking cabins, I would assume, made up of lavish and luxury. Yeah. Um, bidets. Just a bunch of bidets. Yeah. Dude, I want a bidet. Mm. If I didn't have to wipe my ass, it would be amazing. <laughs> Don't you have to, like, wash all the water? Like, you just dry off. The but shitty it's... water off the floor? Of well, a bidet? No, they have, like, seat attachments now, where it's just, like, like, a hose spraying up your beehole. A lot of the hotels up it. I... That I've stayed in, like, overseas and stuff. They've all, like, bidets are standard. They're like a standard yeah, dude, practice. we're, like, Americans are the only people that use dry paper to wipe their ass with. See, I can't heathens. do that. <laughs> really, as dude? Soon, as soon as, like, I had kids and found out what a wet wipe was, like, I feel like a dirty animal if I wipe <laughs> my ass with toilet paper. Right? Like, so, but bidet is the same thing. It. Yeah. You, bidet. There's bidet. no O in it. In bidet? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Bidet. It's French, just like Steve. Look away. It's B I D E T. Oh, B I D. So the preeminent camps are the Hillbillies, the Mandalay, Caveman, Stowaway, Uplifters, Owl's Nest, Hideaway, Isle of Avenues, Lost Angels, Silverado Squatters, uh, Semper Virens, Hillside, and Idlewild. Uh, each camp has a designated captain who has many jobs, but the main one is upkeep of the actual camp. Uh, there are several spaces for recreation and entertainment. The central ones are the Grove Stage. Jesus, guys. Bradley's a fucking wreck tonight. Uh, so the Grove Stage is a 2,000-seat amphith- amphitheater primarily used for the Grove Play production. I'm leggy. Um, fun fact, it's also home to the second largest outdoor pipe organ. The Bohemian Grove? The where's Grove where's, Stage. Oh, where's the biggest one? I don't know. I didn't look that up. I just thought that was funny. Um, 
the Field Circle, which is a bowl-shaped amphitheater used for musical comedy and variety of other performances. The Campfire Circle, which, as its name suggests, is a fire pit surrounded by carved ro- uh, redwood log benches. The Museum Stage, which is a semi-outdoor venue used for lectures and small ensemble performances. Uh, the Dining Circle, for eating, uh, seating for roughly 1.5 thousand people. Uh, the clubhouse is a multi-purpose building for drinking and entertainment. So the clubhouse is actually where the Manhattan Project planning meeting was held in 1942. Yeah. And they also say that... No, that's not doing something different. Go ahead. Sorry. You guys got it figured out over here? I was going to say that was where Truman decided to drop the bomb. Right. Truman actually decided to drop the bomb on uh, the presidential yacht. Mm. Um, the Owl Shrine and the Lake... Uh, which is an artificial lake in the interior of the grove used for noontime concerts. It also hosts the Cremation of Care, a ritual uh, production written, produced, and performed by and for the members of the club on the first night of the retreat. It is used to symbolize the banishing of worldly cares uh, for the club members. I'll go into that a little bit more um, at the end there. The club is protected by a sophisticated team year-round. They employ ex-military personnel to help secure the area, and they utilize high-tech equipment, including thermal and night vision cameras, motion detectors, and vibration-sensing alarm systems. So, like, the White House yeah. security? Security is beefed up even more when there are members on the property. Um, during these times, they enlist the local sheriff's office, the California Highway Patrol, and if the guest warrants it, the Secret Service to help with security. The club's patron saint is John of Nepomuk, who, according to his legend, suffered the uh, suffered his death at the hands of a bohemian monarch rather than disclose the confessional secrets of the queen. There's a large carving of St. John in cleric robes with his index finger over his lips that stands at the shore of the Lake of the Grove, symbolizing the secrecy kept by the Grove's members and attendees throughout its long history. Since the founding of the club, the mascot has been an owl, symbolizing wisdom. A 30-foot hollow owl statue made of concrete over steel support stands at the head of the lake in the grove. Since 1929, the owl shrine has served the owl shrine has served as the backdrop for the yearly cremation of care ceremony that I talked about il- earlier. Um, and as far as that ceremony goes, the first one was conducted in 1881. The ceremony takes place in front of the owl shrine. For many years, the owl's voice was performed by member Walter Cronkite. Do you know? Go ahead. And this seems to be where, this is where my notes end, uh, but this this ritual, this beginning ritual seems to be where most of the controversies stem from. Yeah, because uh, the owl is actually a pagan god named Moloch, hmm. and from everything that I've heard and kind of Googled myself is that these guys get together, they start a fire, and they make all these... It's an, and it's an actual performance. Like, it's a play written and performed every year by members of the club. Is it a play or is it a ritual? It's probably just a play. Is it, though? Yes. Why do you got to be so negative about it? I'm not being negative about it. I'm just being a realist. I, honestly, you think, you think, my, you... my personal opinion on this is that it's a group of... I read somewhere today, actually, while I was doing the research. The guy made a pretty valid point. All of these people are prominent you know, wealthy businessmen, world leaders, they've all reached the pinnacle of their careers and they need a release and they're constantly under, you know, stress of being a billionaire. <laughs> the str- Yeah. A running of country or doing all of that stuff. And so I'm sure it's a nice 
you know, and constantly in the media, everything that goes along, you can't be a billionaire and do something without the public knowing. So there's a video, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Yeah. Can we really take Alex Jones seriously, though? Yes. You, you. Yes and no, but when there's video footage of the actual ceremony, and it's the creepiest fucking ritual that you've ever seen, besides somebody getting slaughtered. It's it's this whole thing, this whole fucking Grove Club is just it's Watch a frat. Video. It's a college frat. It's a way for these guys to go back to their college days and party without everybody knowing. Maybe oh, do some blow. Kind of, kind of like Pizzagate, Epstein Island, <laughs> shit like that. I mean, it, that's what it falls All unsubstantiated yeah. fucking QAnon rumors. Ub- unsubstantiated? Like, what's substan- ub- Oh, my God. There's um, no definitive proof that... Uh, like Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein there is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, but, I mean, it all goes hand in hand. So... What you're saying is these guys are getting together at this frat and just fucking a bunch of children and drinking stem cells, like Cody says. I'm not saying they're fucking children, but they're not. Well, I mean, that, they're that's not, that's what was happening on Epstein's island. They're Why not doing be? plays, that's for sure. Do you really think this is an actual ritual? Yeah. I don't. Not even a little bit. You wouldn't, because you don't think that the the Masons do rituals, and you don't think the... They all do rituals, but it's not. it's a fraternity. So was the the Freemasons? Yeah, the Freemasons. Do you, the Freemasons were just a fucking group of Masons that got together to fucking help each other get jobs. And it's connected to damn near ninety percent of the presidents. Yeah, everybody becomes a Freemason if you're. You can become a. You could walk down and become a Freemason yeah, today. Yeah, to the lower levels of. And what's to stop you from being becoming? Uh, you Money. know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're not rich enough. You're not juice enough. Yeah. There's always more to. There's not that. always more. Well, it, it yeah, all it all falls no. in line with the the new world order. Yeah. You know the, these ultra elites. You know Globalist, the rich of the yeah. rich, the globalists, George Soros, Epstein, elitists. Yeah, I mean it all kind of falls in line with that, and I mean there's. You know, truth, and I'm sure there's stuff that's not true involved, but it all comes from somewhere. Like, all these stories start somewhere and kind of... From the crazy person holding the sign down at fucking the courthouse. Did you see that guy? Yes, I've seen him since the COVID outbreak. Did you see the guy at Home Depot or at Depot Park Square tonight? That's the person that says that he's Alex Jones, but less successful. No, not the the tall sign. That's what, what I'm saying is... He's the guy that starts these rumors, and all it takes is some gullible dipshit to believe these fucking un... Do you want a chair, Brad? <laughs> these fucking ridiculous rumors to... You just wait, Nathan. How, how is it ridiculous, though? I don't get how this is so far out of the realm of possibility. For people to still be performing human sacrifices to yeah. a pagan god? Yeah. you That doesn't look at, strike look at, you as a little bit no, fucking No, look, look at the child trafficking numbers. Where are these kids going? It's got. It's got to be. It's got to be the fucking girls have kids on their own. I saw something the other night in my rabbit hole that I fall in every single night. (laughs) That since Ghislaine Maxwell has been apprehended and taken into custody, all of a sudden they're doing these massive, massive child trafficking busts, finding sixty kids at a time in different in a trailer or whatever. Like, you think that's just all random? Yeah, these these kids are sold into slavery, sex slavery. We're not talking about somebody that buys a black market, buys a, 
buys a kid on the black market because they can't have kids of their own, you know? What I'm saying is that conspiracies don't become conspiracies without some truth behind them. Like, people don't just... Yes, there are some people with tinfoil hats that are like, fucking aliens shit me out three days ago, and here I am. Well, and that's kind of the thing with anything Alex Jones says. They write, oh, that's nonsense. That's conspiracy theory bullshit. But Alex Jones had the 2016 presidential election nailed. If he was somebody they weren't worried about, he wouldn't have been deplatformed and censored and kicked off every form of social media there is. It's not because... Uh, he's wrong. It's because he's right on so much stuff. There's a there's a a form of truth to to most conspiracies, or it wouldn't be a conspiracy. Well, it's enough to get people thinking, and that's what they can't have. Right? They can't have people going out and researching stuff for themselves and finding this stuff out for themselves. I mean, if you can sit here and tell me that Epstein actually had. A sex island where I don't know how old the girls were, whether they were 14 or 18, but presidents, the rich of the rich, are going out to these islands right. to do what? Just hang out for the weekend yeah, in a it, fraternity. The crazy thing is, <laughs> the crazy thing about the world we live in now is that 10 years ago, I would have been like you, just completely doubted all of it, right? It's but, not that I, I don't doubt everything, but the more shit that transpires especially in our country the harder it is to justify that it's just randomly ha- like things just randomly happen all these different things are randomly happening it, it I'm not arguing that point no, the, I know I I'm I'm just saying like it's just too coincidental for things so then what should we do about these rich and powerful people do we need to fucking revolt and take all their money and their land what did we do the first time when? It's exactly what we did. With the king? You mean the Revolutionary War? Mm-hmm. You mean when they got kicked out of Egypt? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, have you uh, heard of the Red Shoe Pedivore Club? Huh. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tony Rabbit. Podesta. Not really. I mean, it all just kind of goes back to what we're talking about. The Red Shoe... Pedivore Club was basically a big group of, you know, affluent millionaires, billionaires, businessmen, politicians, uh, you know, stuff like that. And it's kind of a, again, a kind of a conspiracy that um, kind of lends itself to the Jeffrey Epstein scene. But I'm trying to find, like, just a quick rundown. But, I mean, it, it all kind of goes back to that uh, Pizzagate stuff. The thing, the thing about the you know the elitist and the globalist, you know, and what do we do about it, is that when it goes ignored and uh, disregarded for so long, it becomes a Jeffrey Epstein sex island. You know, like how long had he been doing that? Well, I, I honestly believe that Epstein's sex island was kind of... I think he was a, a middleman in a lot of ways. And I mean, from what I've heard, that this island, kind of the point of it was to get, you know, CEOs and politicians on camera doing shit oh, that like they could never... Yeah, like blackmail scheme. type stuff. Yeah, like stuff they can't possibly, 
you know ever have released and then they kind of all just protect themselves i mean it doesn't which makes jeffrey which would make jeffrey epstein the most powerful man in the world eventually because he whoever his uh puppet master is i think i don't think he's the one masterminding all this stuff you know i mean he he got you don't get where you're going unless somebody wants you there you know whether it's hollywood whether it's business you know like you don't make it to the top until you know the right people you know shake shook in the right hands suck the right dicks whatever it may be which is exactly what the grove is for yeah it's for yeah, and I mean, we fraternizing. Can, yeah, and we can, uh, you know, you can look at it as a, you know, just an innocent type use, like you said, a frat club. But I mean, what do you, what do you do when you're the richest of the rich? Like, how do you prove that you're richer than the next guy? And I mean, to me, child trafficking and stuff like that is, in my mind, it's like sport almost, you know like in a really weird twisted way. I don't know if they're sacrificing the pagan gods or passing them around an orgy or, you know, whatever it is. But I mean, there's truth, you know, in all of this, I think. And it isn't something that can really be denied because you flip on the news. And right now it's literally the one thing they don't want anyone talking about. Mm -hmm. Like they don't want you to talk about child trafficking. They don't want you talking about any of this stuff. That's why it's not reported on, CNN, it's not reported on Fox News, it's not, you know, it's not a Democrat or Republican thing, it's a rich people versus the peasants thing. Yeah. There's just as many scummy Republicans as there is Democrats, as much right. as, you know, we all, all like rooting for our team. Scum. Yeah, there's shit. There should be no money in politics. You shouldn't be able to get rich in politics, and if you are, there should be investigations and... You know, it's insane, yeah. the money in politics. Anyway. That was my part. That's well, all I have. That's all you're going to attribute to this? Contribute? Yes. Fair enough. Well, I guess that's it, boys. <laughs> 15 minutes. Nailed it's a new it. record. Well, you mentioned something about dreams, Brad. You said James we'll wait. had a fucked yeah. up dream. Yeah, he didn't tell me about it, though. We'll, we'll save that for another okay. another one. What was something else we were going to talk about? Football starts next week. I know. I know. Did you see Dad's fucking message? Controlled by the rich and famous. Yep. Yeah. Do you know, oh, it's, that brings me to a, I wanted to tell you this earlier. I was listening to that Clay Travis this morning. Mm-hmm. And you know how the... The uh, NBA is all the NBA players are, you know, vote, get out and vote, and do yeah. this and do that. He threw out a stat that only twenty uh, percent of NBA players are registered to vote. Yeah. Oh yeah, one, I believe that. One athlete that's world famous right now who's actually never even registered to vote. Is that LeBron? Oh, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. He's never even registered to vote, and he's got a fucking opinion about everything well who got him into that was that muslim girlfriend of his mm-hmm. turn him into the woke it's pretty crazy that i guess it's with any religion though like the the uh the ability to just like grab somebody and everything they believe in and completely turn them you know or i wouldn't say turn them but 
Well, we believe Alex Jones, Steve, so <laughs> you can be. This is America. You can be whatever you want to be. <sighs> no, I mean, and I. this is my thing is like Black Lives Matter. Yes, they do. And this whole, you know, I, I do feel like police has become far, police forcing around the country has become far too militarized. And, you know, you should never be afraid to call law enforcement. Right. You know, and I mean, you'll see it in, you know, a lot of things like a suicidal person, you know, in the park, like that one dude. Do you ever hear about that guy that he committed suicide in the park, within no. the park? And like there's reports came out of a suicidal guy in his car in the park and like what do they do they roll up with a fucking MRAP and SWAT team yeah. SWAT team and 60 cop cars and it's like how does that diffuse a situation well, like maybe the guy it. just wanted to be fucking talked to like yeah I person. mean and that's the thing is it's like you should never uh, white black yellow brown whatever color you are you know you shouldn't be afraid to call law enforcement but I mean you see these videos and the rap sheets of these guys that are you know being unfortunately on the wrong side of a very very shitty confrontation but right. i mean like the dude that blake what was his first name jacob blake jacob blake he's a rapist like he yeah. raped a 14 year old girl and yeah. she called the cops on him guilt like convicted yeah he's a piece of shit like we're not going to get past the fact that he's a piece of shit but i mean still everyone's has right to a a fair trial, but I mean, you, the cops show up, you don't listen to a word they say, you know, you don't follow any commands, yeah. you don't do what you're told, like, odds are something bad's going to happen to you. For the most, for the most part, uh, I would say that cops don't just go in there guns blazing because of the color, like, they have detailed background information of who this person is and that's oh, yeah. why they react the yeah they, they, they don't do. show up and just see it's a black dude yeah. and then draw their weapons yeah. and i mean i understand too that like if two white cops come upon a black guy they're gonna be more nervous if two white cops come upon a, another white guy you know yeah and i mean it's just the way it is it's you know it's like you or i like you know we confront a black dude it's different than confronting a white dude right and, uh, I mean, no different than two black cops coming upon a white guy, you know? And yeah. It's shitty. Yeah, it's it's terrible, and it sucks that it happened that way. But, I mean, they were all avoidable situations, and it didn't need to happen. And, you know, the news and media outlets aren't reporting on, you know, everything good that law enforcement does. Yeah. But, I mean, there are some prick cops out there. Joe Rogan says it best, you know, like, every every career field has a bad... Yeah. Whatever. It's, it's There's that, always a bad doctor. Yeah, it's There's that point zero one percent that make. Yeah, look at medical mal malpractice claims yeah. across the country. Yeah, kills like what, like two hundred and fifty thousand people a year. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Right. It, yeah. Did you see what Dad put in the fantasy league this afternoon? Yeah. Can we change it to six oh five and thirty seconds? Thirty seconds. <laughs> I wanted to say something smart us about Canada, but I really couldn't think of anything. No. So he packed up and moved to Canada then. Yeah. They have a place in Arizona. How long has he been up in our northern neighbors? Like since COVID? 
or no, just in general? Just in general. Like two years, I think. He's only been a resident for this first year. Do you know how long it takes to be, like, will he ever become a permanent resident? He is a permanent resident. Oh, he is? Yeah. He's just not a citizen. Oh. Will he ever become a citizen? I doubt it. I doubt he wants to go through the... Rigmarole? Yeah. It was already a pain to become a resident. I thought they had open borders in Canada. Not after COVID. As far as, like, immigration? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. That's the way Trudeau made it sound like, come to... You know, when we our big concern was illegal immigration, Trudeau was all, you know, like, you have a home here. Like, yeah. Just trying to make... Yeah. And then there's those couple of news stories about how Trudeau let them come across the border from Buffalo and uh, Canada or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know follow much canadian news i don't either super troopers well too. right i don't i don't follow it either but i mean trudeau was the one that kind of pitted himself against trump yeah in so many ways on immigration especially so they're still kind of going at it as far as like the border is concerned yeah. so. which is it's kind of fucking bonkers that they shut their they shut their motherfucker down in the blink of an eye when this whole covid yeah thing. is it so who i wonder who would who it is that's is it america that's like now nah, we're gonna keep them closed or is no it's it, canada it's canada yeah that's just crazy. Yeah, they shut it down. That like none of their citizens they found roundabout ways to get here. Like they have to fly into Well, if you have immediate family in the States you can come. Yes, you have to quarantine. Well, not not when you come to the States. If I were to go to Canada to see dad, I would have to quarantine up there for two weeks. And right. there's only they can only like fly into certain like airports, I think, because they were who was it? Alan, I think, was telling us that oh. they were flying to like Chicago and driving here from because huh. there were certain ways they could get in. Must be like you have to fly to a uh, an airport with a legit. Yeah, I don't remember uh, what it was. Homeland but. Security. Like I know Chicago, Denver, Seattle, maybe Minnesota. You know, New York, like the big big hubs. They're all uh, immigration stops. Like well, and that, that's how it was because a lot of our Canadian homeowners here, they'd, you know, they'd fly to wherever they needed to do what they needed to do and then drive here Yeah, to get, basically get around the whole COVID. The only, like, like when I was working overseas, cause I had to go through immigrations every single time. I, I always flew into Seattle. It was either Seattle or Denver, um, because you have to go through the whole fucking screening and all that nonsense. Which is crazy, because, like, you know, you gotta, like, claim shit, like, I have this, I have yeah. this much money. Dudes used to, like, go to, when we'd fly into Dubai, they'd go and buy, like, thousands of dollars worth of gold and fucking stuff it in their carry-on and just oh, I'm sure, fly yeah. to the States. Because you can get gold really cheap over there. Yeah. Yeah, there was, I saw a news article in the Daily Interlake about uh, these... Tourists from Montana that went up to Canada. The only way you can get through Canada right now is if you say you're going to Alaska. And then there's certain restrictions, like you're only allowed to stop to eat and to sleep. Sleep. And they caught them up in Banff hiking. They saw their cars. Oh, shit. And they got like $2,000 ticketed like for Canadian each of them. 2000 I don't know. Bunch of loonies, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so it was, that was pretty funny that I read about, but I mean, that's caught red hate. You don't even bother to fucking hide your license plates yeah. or whatever you just have montana license yeah. plates in banff so 
Eureka is a fucking ghost town. Yeah, I drove through there a couple weeks ago. It was yeah. fucking. Normally it's fucking bananas this time of year, and it's, it's fucking nothing going on up yeah, there. Yeah, it's just a bunch of smoke from the fires. Did I tell you I saw. Uh, I probably didn't tell you. I saw Carrie at Super One in Sea Falls. And she was stacking water. She definitely didn't recognize me because I was like, come on, faster. And then I walked away. And she just kind of looked at me like, who the fuck is this guy yeah. telling, trying to tell me what yeah. to do? I, I thought about like going back and being like, hey, it's me. But I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, she just gave me that look like, I'll fucking murder you right now. <laughs> we had to unload a fucking transport that... So our... Our contract ops right now are just fucking disappearing. They leave the hub, and then we have no idea where they are. One Weird. Yeah, one guy shows up today out of the fucking blue. We're picking. We're like, we're going to get the fuck out of here. It's fucking yeah, Friday. Week, yeah, yeah, weekend, holiday. So we're fucking picking our asses off, and this guy shows up. And uh, our boss is just like, well, we got a fucking transport we got to deal with now. And his axles, his trailer was too old, and he couldn't move his axles back. So we had to unload him. We had to do that whole fucking oh, old school lift a fucking a power, power jack, jack up, up there. there and then <sighs> forklift everything. And fucking and they always sucked. have shit tipped over, too. Was there any pallets No, luckily, over? we got lucky. And then not only that, but probably only a quarter of the load was on chet pallets. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that helps. I won't even... So, like, for the past month, we've just been in the warehouse in the morning fucking putting shit away. Like, stocking all the bins and shit. Yeah. And I won't even fucking do, like, a top shelf or a top rack. Oh, with the blue chips? Nope, I won't even yeah. do it. Fuck that noise. Yeah, fuck that. Is John still there? Oh, yeah. John's not going anywhere. No. That's crazy. But you guys are finally getting product in then? Yeah, we, I mean, we really haven't had any issues since Guy left. Yeah. But I mean, it, there's obviously stuff that like we can't get a hold of or that come on the contract. It's the contract ops right now with, I don't even fucking backed up when I was there. And I don't even know if it's the COVID. I think it's just probably a fucking nightmare to get anywhere from a big city right now. I think the COVID started it and then it just was just. There was just nowhere to go but down. Yeah. You know, all the riots and everything yeah. like that are just, that's what we were told at least. So. Is it affecting Pepsi pretty bad? Like, no. are you guys still doing pretty well? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. As far as like the big business goes? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about P&B, but as far as the corporate, the distributor that I work for, we're still slinging fucking soda, man. It's weird, though, because, like, the money, it seems like businesses are losing. They're making up by less staffing and other, you know, shit, like, yeah. overhead-type things that they aren't having to do as much of. And the I don't know if any of that's intentional, though. Everybody, like, because I work mostly in grocery stores and yeah. and C stores, and it's always like, fuck, I just wish we could find some extra help. Right. Like... Yeah, yeah, it it is a lot of, you know, the employees picking up the slack and yeah. doing extra stuff and we've kind of seen the same thing, you know, where pretty much everyone we have is in overtime. Yeah. Do Almost you guys always. is there still a coin shortage? No, that whole thing's kind of passed. Sweet. 
Yeah, and it, uh, yeah, I saw you running around selling selling coins dime bags of actual yeah. dimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was weird, and it was mostly, you know, everyone freaked out and was, they're like, oh, they're trying to eliminate currency. Yeah. And, and it was literally because they cut down their employees just because of COVID, and then they were kind of, you know, using all their resources on minting currency because everyone was freaking out, pulling all their money out of their bank accounts. and. But nobody ever fucking thinks about that, though, when they're... Like, nobody thinks logically anymore. No. They just immediately jump to, it's a conspiracy. That's, well, and th- and that's, that's my biggest issues with the conspiracy. Like, I think I keep Facebook around these days just to be angry at stupid people. I deleted mine finally. Well, I got suspended, and then... I decided to delete it. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing is, you know, we hear about different stuff, whether it's North Korea's up to some bullshit or, you know, Ebola virus in New York. But I think this is one of the first things where our community actually felt... Our uh, local... Yeah, like yeah. affected in any way, shape, or form for yeah. the first time. And it kind of came in the form of going to the grocery store and there was no hand sanitizer or toilet paper. Right. And, you know, it's the first time anyone's ever been had to go to the grocery store and couldn't find what toilet they paper. Yeah. yeah. And so that just kind of, you know, it was a chain reaction. Pe- everyone freaked out. And, I mean, I know I did, and it wasn't because of COVID. It was because we literally had no fucking toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yeah. yeah. And nobody here uses bidets, so. Yeah, we don't have a bidet. <laughs> Not one in Montana. I bet they fucking, like... There's no, one. They were. There's one people like there was like one brand called I think it's Tushy yeah. that make like an attachment. It's just a hose that connects. Yeah. I bet they fucking made bank during all this. Yeah, shit. I bet you they're. Yeah, I should have looked on Wayfair. They always have all sorts of weird shit on yeah. there. Yeah, it was weird though, and I know for the first couple weeks I was, you know, pretty freaked out by the whole thing. But you know, when you're an essential employee and kind of have yeah. to work through it, like it didn't last long, and it got to the point you know where you're like well i guess if i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it that i was kind of that way like from the get-go i was like ah fuck it if i get it i get it i just didn't want my kids to get it yeah i mean and that's the thing it's like you grow up and like fuck yeah the zombie apocalypse would be so awesome the second you have kids like none of this shit sounds fun anymore yeah it's like the idea of you know having to protect your family and yeah you know all that it just becomes horrifying well then you you've for the logical people, it's not like freaking out because you're worried that you're gonna the COVID is gonna like destroy all the toilet paper or something. You're freaking out because you you know that people are gonna freak the fuck out. Yeah, it's the other people that make yeah. you nervous. Well, and that's what I don't understand is like, why would you stock up on toilet paper? I think it was. I heard. I don't know if this is true, but I heard it's because the initial reports about the coronavirus was that you were gonna get diarrhea. That's yeah, one of the symptoms. It was diarrhea and that. Basically, everything was going to be locked down and you weren't going to be able to get anything. But then again, just go shit outside and fucking use some water. Well, not only that, but it's like you can only use X amount. Like, I understand hand sanitizer because everyone was using hand sanitizer. Motherfuckers that never washed their hands or used hand sanitizer (laughs) were using hand sanitizer. So that makes sense. Jimbo with no teeth. Yeah, toilet paper. You can only use X amount of toilet paper, even if you have the shits. Right. Like, you're not going through six cases of toilet paper. Right. So, I mean, that's what I guess it was just such a weird thing of everyone to stock up on. Well, that just shows the ignorance of our society in reality. Like, 
There's it's a hundred percent social media. Oh yeah, like it's media in general. Yeah, was, yeah, well, yeah. Good point. Yeah. But like, it just it fucking drives me nuts to see like. So I watched this this gal that I follow on Facebook. She's a uh, the sister of a high school friend, and she posts this quote by Larry Bird, right? And I looked at it and I was like, "Yeah, that's not true at all. I guarantee you, Larry Bird didn't say that." And it's it took like me your, your shirt with the George Washington <laughs> yeah. quote. It took me ten seconds to Google it, and then the Indiana Pacers were like, "Yeah, no, Larry Bird does not said anything like this." And he's like, "I don't." It just all it takes is one person to make some stupid fucking. What your shirt say, meme. Steve? It says, uh, "Stay strapped or get clapped." George Washington, George Washington, probably, probably. probably. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that shirt. I got props for it yesterday at Albertsons. Nice. Yeah. I mean, he he had a NASCAR hat on. Yeah, that's the your crowd. Yeah, that's why I said Mad Boomer. Yeah, and then he almost backed into me in the parking lot, <laughs> and then fucking raced off. He was buying, you know the the they're not like tall boys, but they're like the fat cans, the Mickey's, fat. yeah. yeah. He was buying like four of those for like, personal Man, I like use your shirt. only. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and in my mind, I'm like, I don't care what this guy. He probably couldn't read it. Buying. He just saw yeah. the the picture of George Washington. Yeah. Is he probably just liked the skull? Yeah, yeah. Boomers like skulls. Man, this Oktoberfest is good. It is really good. I was gonna have you another will. one, but you only have one left. So, well, that's two left. Oh, there is. And that one's full. Yeah, have at it. I have to drive home after this. I do not. So are we going to be allowed to trick or treat this year or is that going to be a... I'm sure there's still going to be people that do it. I mean, we don't... My family doesn't trick or treat at all, so... Stupid. I thought it was only like God holidays. This like is a pagan holiday. This is a this is a pagan holiday, so it's even worse. What a horrible fucking... I fucking love it. I dig it. I love Halloween. That's my favorite holiday. Uh, mine is definitely... What's your Christmas. favorite Halloween moment of your whole life? Oh, fuck. I don't remember a whole lot. I know what mine was. What? I'm not sure what year it was. But Cam Wake sacking Andy Dalton overtime <laughs> for his safety. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. It was a long time ago because he was I a missed my I missed my kids trick-or-treating because the Dolphins were playing the Bengals on a Thursday night. <laughs> but yeah, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> Mine was the walk-off safety. I guess really the only one I can remember was uh, uh, Halloween with Clayton. Yeah, we ran amok in on the east side. Yeah, that's that's actually honestly some good memories of mine. My stepmom's family's all over in Malta, Montana, and that's how it was. You know, with us over there being a small town, like they drop you off in the middle of town and you just go go do whatever you want to do well, and you don't when, have to worry about fucking back when we were all kids it was like you could do that you oh, could yeah. put a fucking mask on and you could just go roam around the fucking city yeah your parents will pick you up at yeah. 10 or now whatever. either your parents or somebody else will and you'll be sold on the fucking wayfarer well <laughs> be sacrificed to Nathan a... hates my conspiracy <laughs> sacrificed to a pagan god yeah, Moloch like the owl god. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing with child trafficking. It's not like they're going to rape these kids and then just, like, let them go back to their parents. Actually, that was a thing. Was it the Epstein Island where... Or I can't remember what it was, but, yeah, this girl that was in sex trafficking and, like, they would literally send her back to her parents 
and they would pay all of her parents' bills. Oh, really? Yeah, like the parents were like in on it, basically. I don't know. Did you watch the Epstein thing on Netflix? Did you? Watch I, I watched part of it, and I, I watched literally... the first episode before my wife said we can't watch this anymore because it makes her stomach hurt. Yeah, it's was it was terrible, man. I think I, I watched just... two episodes. Can't even do this shit. And that's the other thing is you know it was so much more horrible than what they can put on Netflix. Yeah. It's just fucking bonkers that. I guess I mean it's with anything though. Like for so long, it just went on fucking noticed. Well, and that it's true what they say that truth is stranger than fiction because it always is. Yeah. I mean, if it sounds absolutely ridiculous and just like this couldn't be, like that's what they want you to think. Right. Like they want you to be like all oh, that, that, that. Like we live in a civilized society. This shit doesn't happen. Yeah. Like bullshit, it doesn't. There we go. That's the first one. We're getting into it now. But yeah, 10:40. Halloween. What? 10.40 tomorrow? Uh, I have to go golfing with my in-laws. Where? In what time? Village at 10. Oh, so you'd be out there? Yeah. Thanks for the invite. I didn't think you wanted to go. Well, not with them, but I'd go anyways. <laughs> They're classy people, Steve. Steve's partied with them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, one of them's got a nice place. I'm I'm sure they all do. God, you know, Jehovah provides. There was a buzz. Someone's phone's ringing. <laughs> no, uh... Yeah, we're going to 1040. You should just go slow and we'll run into you guys. and Or just say, hey, we're fucking waiting. And we'll get there early. Okay. I mean, we can get there early and do whatever the fuck we want. I mean, I gotta go drop off the kids, so. Where at? Out in Kyla. Oh. Oh, so you're going with the brothers? Uh, I'm going with her brother and her dad, yeah. Oh. Her oldest brother, though. Chauncey? Chauncey. Chauncey sounds Chancy. I know, right? <laughs> I said Chauncey once, and they... Chauncey. It's Chauncey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need a louder, happy person in this Cody. group. It's yeah, definitely Cody. it's definitely Cody. I've been up since fucking three, so. Well, it's not only that, but I think we're all too like, you know, like mellow. Yeah, we're all. I mean, I can get pretty. We fired up. we need an episode of Dalton's just absolute bananas fucking stories that he has. I like Tony a lot. He's a good guy. He keep at least he. I mean, he keeps it interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, we just need Cody back. Yeah. Once you once you podcast with Cody, once you'll no, I mean not that it's bad now. It's just I feel like personality wise, the three of us are very similar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dalton always asks like stupid fucking questions. Like I know, but that's why I love him. Yeah, and that's perfect. It keeps the keeps yeah. the narrative moving. And you gotta admit his fucking story about having to hide in the fucking yeah, stuffed so let's, animals, let's dude. Ask Brad, did you what? listen to that episode? What have you oh, done yeah. in your life that you're going to hell for? Yeah. Mine was gave chlamydia to two girls and... Mine was exploding a pee bottle on an Iraqi kid. <laughs> what was Cody's? Drugs. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. <laughs> I guess I would have to think about that. You think about it. So Dalton's, did you listen to that episode? No. So Dalton's was... Dalton's fucked up, by yeah, the dude, way. Dalton. <laughs> Dalton. Uh, I envy Dalton in a lot of ways. 
but his was he was trying to have sex with this girl at her house. Hold on, let's let's preface. Dalton. He was on probation. Yeah. Dalton was on probation for driving around Kalispell, <laughs> shooting people with airsoft gun. Airsoft gun. We used to. He do happened that to with... shoot a pregnant woman with an oh airsoft gun outside of a tattoo parlor. It's still better though than us doing it with fucking paintball guns when we were in high school. <laughs> yeah, and fucking James whizzing a rock up the hill and smoking me in the forehead, yeah. splitting my head open. Yeah, I remember. I remember like doing drive-bys on people on Main Street with fucking paintball guns. Like a paintball gun. That's will way fuck worse you up. than an airsoft yeah. gun. And Dalton, like, when they caught him, when they pulled over the car, they came at him guns drawn. Yeah, they thought it was a real gun. Yeah. Dalton could have got lit the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. But he was white. If he, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he was black, he would have been done for. Anyways, go ahead with Dalton's story. So, anyway, he is trying to have sex with this girl. He's on probation. Wait, wait. Was the name of this podcast Dalton is a shitty person or Dalton yes. is a bad Yes, did you listen to that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. Okay. I didn't I didn't listen to the whole thing, though. Oh, yeah, you got it. I've been working through Dalton's them. was the last, yeah. last story and it, to tell. So. Yeah. It's fucking bananas. <laughs> like, so, he had to hide in this loft, essentially, from her parents, and then they dropped off a family friend's kid but up in the loft with it's him. It's not just a loft. It's like a creepy fucking dungeon loft. Yeah, yeah like like... stuffed animals and fucking dolls. And <laughs> and Dalton is hiding in the stuffed animals. Yeah. Like a fucking... <laughs> like uh, from E.T.? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that makes it even better. <laughs> oh, and then he just pops out. Scares the fuck out of the little kid. <laughs> Probably dem- just changes. So wait, what, what was life. the like? Was what was the moral of the story? What was there is no moral. This is just that's what he was going to hell for. Yeah. So what was he doing there? Banging he was trying to bang chick. a chick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and drove <laughs> drove three miles backwards in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch My Name Is Earl? Oh yeah. Just because the car's stuck in reverse, don't mean the kids don't gotta go to school. <laughs> Dalton once left his car at our dad's house. He he walks. Dalton basically lived at our house for ever. Yeah, the four years of high school. Yeah. And uh, how did I never meet him? You guys were already gone. You guys are ten years older than me. Oh, so he lived with you when you were in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So he he walks into the house and looks at dad and he goes, "Hey, so I can't get my car to start. Is it cool if I just leave it here?" dad's like yeah i don't give a fuck and so like a week goes by and his car is finally gone he comes over the next day and dad's like hey you got your car running on he goes yeah it just wasn't in park (laughs) and dad dad goes how the fuck did you turn it off or how did you get your key out of the ignition and he goes I don't probably know. accidentally put it in like neutral or some shit it was in neutral the whole time yeah and then he's yeah <laughs> yeah, it's, it a it's stick or an automatic. No, it was an automatic. Oh, that's even worse. It's weird because vehicles now, like my Jeep, if you leave it in gear and open a door, it won't do anything. Yeah. Like if you're, oh really? Stop, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how mine is. Which I mean, I guess is good in a Jeep because you don't want to be dicking around out in the woods up right. on a hillside, yeah. mountainside. It's weird. What like my go to hell for my I, truck door. You have to if it's in drive. Like, if I'm stopped and someone's getting out, you have to open the door handle twice for it to unlock. Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing you think about with, like, what would it take to go to hell? 
Like, you know God's up there and the bar is just lowered day by fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've never sacrificed children to a pagan god, so <laughs> you're good. Do you remember that time that you, we were in the... Uh... Remember when... Oh, fuck. This is a good one. When uh, me, Calvin... I don't remember who the fuck else it was. But it was Tupac's birthday, right? <laughs> <laughs> It was two boxes. Being birthday. celebrated gonna, by kids in Kalispell. I'm going yeah, to yeah. and say that I was not there. No, I, Steve. I, I reaped the fucking. No, just uh, let me tell this story. You fucked us. No, I like, didn't. Yeah, you, you guys did. fucked me. No. Anyways, so we go to Walmart and, like, literally, I didn't drink in high school until my senior year. I started going to parties. Like, I was a kid from a private school. There was 27 kids in my private school class, you know. And then I go to Flathead and it's like. I don't know fucking anyone here. Like the biggest sophomore class in Flat High School history. Like I didn't know anyone. I didn't know how to behave. So of course I became friends with the Summers kids because they kind of came from a similar background, you know, small schools, yeah, weird, weird fucking kids. And like, we didn't drink, but we did like some of the dumbest fucking shit, you know, like I didn't ever have a beer. You need help with that, Steve. Yeah. Uh, give it, give it. I never drank. <laughs> yeah, that was then. This is now. But yeah, like, so we would do the dumbest shit. And anyways, one night, you know, it was once everyone, like once people got their driver's license that like you'd be out fucking around and, and we never drank and drive like Tony did, but we did shit like go to Walmart and like dump laundry detergent in the aisle and sit around and wait for someone to slip on it. And like one night we went and got, it was Tupac's birthday again. Fucking God, I'm an idiot. We're idiots. But yeah, we went and got spray paint from Walmart, you know, and we ended up getting like the upside down, like high, like road paint for like painting like orange lines and shit. And like, it wasn't even real spray paint. You literally have to have it upside down to get it. And like, we were out fucking around. Like we were up by Woodland Park. That looks like shit, Steve. I don't care. No one's going to see it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we were up by Woodland Park and like, yeah, like, we're going to tag this building. It's, like, a big metal building. And, like, so one of us, I'm not going to name names of who actually did the painting. It wasn't me, though. But he runs up and writes, was it Tupac Forever? Tupac Forever. Tupac Forever on this building. And, like, for whatever fucked up reason, it's probably two or three in the morning, some dude was, like, watching out his window of his house, like, right across the street. And he comes fucking booking it out, chasing after us, and we're in my buddy's mom's gold Santa Hyundai Fe. Santa Fe. With custom plates. Yeah, custom plates. What did they say? Fuck, I cannot remember for the life of me, but they were, it was... Yeah, like is one... Is it who I think it is? Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. Rhymes with Schmalvin. Okay. <laughs> I figured that was his mom's car because I remember that car. What did they Spoiled say? Rotten Spoiled like Rotten. Spoiled Rotten, yes. Yeah. Anyways, so the guy comes fucking hauling ass out in the middle of painting this. He hops in the car. We take off, right? Like, we got away. Like, well, that was fucking close. And whatever, for whatever reason, we went over to Steve's house. And we're, like, laying low at Steve's house. In Lakeside? No, in no, Kalispell. Fourth Avenue? Fourth Avenue. Okay. Yeah, and we were we were at the house like watching movies and shit, and Steve's like, well, I'm going to take my girlfriend home. 
Calvin's like, use my car. Yeah. Schmalvin. <laughs> Schmalvin's like, yeah, you can use my car. Or Steve's like, can I use your car? Whatever. Anyways, he took his girlfriend home. And he was up on the highway above the hospital. And, like, it was we, late we, at night. We must have been camping. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was late at night, so the lights were flashing. Yeah, it was early. It was, like, end of summer, very beginning of school. And like, I, along with Brad, didn't drink until I was 18 years yeah, old. Yeah, but we, I got in so much more trouble not drinking than if I would have yeah, just, yeah. like, gone to pilfered a, party a, a 30 rack and yeah. gone out in the woods and got drunk. But, uh, yeah, so, and Steve was, like, up on the highway, up on the road by the hospital, like, fucking around. It was driving. It was literally driving. <laughs> no, Bad. you weren't. Poorly. Well, it was like flashing lights and you were like <laughs> fucking around. It was like breaking every time I was, the light I didn't even yellow. realize I was doing it. I was just like, I'd see a yellow light, so I'd slow down. And then realize that it was just flashing. Yeah, and, and then yeah. I'd see it again. And it was three in the morning. You know, like. Yeah, so he was fucking around. And anyways, a cop saw him and followed him and stopped him. And Steve, like, he had the description of the car because the guy called it in. Steve just immediately fucking ratted us out. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, he was with his girlfriend. He wasn't there. So, I he's mean. Like, he's like, he pull, so he pulls me over. And he's like, what, the, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just taking my girlfriend home. He's like, why were you stopping and going? And I said, I have no idea. I was fucking around. And he's like, are you drunk? Are you high? And I said, no, I... I I just don't know what I was thinking. I still do it. I still stop at a yellow light. Like the when I go do the bank openings in the morning. Oh, you do. You if it's actually yellow. Yield. I fucking yeah. stop. But uh, so he's like questioning me, you know, and he's like, "Whose car is this?" Or first he's like, "I'm gonna look in the car," and I'm like, "Okay." And so he goes through the car, and then he's like, "Is this your car?" I said, "No." It's my friend's, and then that's when everything else transpired as to. Why they got fucking caught for yeah spray yeah and he he yeah. brought it he brought us brought him back to the house followed and fucking, me back to dad's house really oh yeah pointed us out and, and guess we... whose report went across dad's fucking desk and whose name got highlighted so the Along night with another time that you got in trouble where I got sent to the fucking sheriff's office dad stuck me in an interview interview room with who was the female detective Jeannie. With her, she fucking ink printed my shoes, my hands, everything, and then decided to interrogate me for three hours about happenings that transpired that I had nothing to do with. <laughs> but this, I knew this, the people that they No, this all happened at the exact same time. Yeah. And it just like like I said, it was literally like we should have just been drinking beer yeah. in the, it was And it was all we know. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was not a good time. No, I think that was junior year. It was it was something. It was, but and the funny thing is, is like it was the beginning of junior year. Dad was like, Dad was never like, Brad's a bad kid. I don't want you to hang out with him. He was like, Calvin's a fucking idiot. If you ever hang out with him again, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, it was definitely Calvin that yeah. got the bad rap. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was probably usually Calvin's idea, anyways. I still run into him every once. Actually, I haven't since I got. He called it, it. It was literally just kids that didn't have. Sh you know, I mean. Yeah. He's him, but I mean that's what happens when you're impressionable and come from a school where you don't have any friends. And yeah, which you both came from. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you live and you learn. Yeah. But yeah, it literally all happened over the course of like three months, and then yeah. after that, I was like, "What well, the most shit. fucking golden child?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 
yeah you, i mean you gotta you gotta learn from i've never heard dad say anything bad about brad or cody or anybody else yeah. it's just always oh, calvin. calvin yeah which i mean like i said it's the evil genius obviously we can see the evil calvin. dumbass yeah yeah i would not he was a ball. He was always a ballsy motherfucker, man. And he always, I just, I never, I'm just, just cocky as fuck. Yeah, I well because for so long he got him and his, and his mom didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And Carlos. Well, his mom was an awesome woman. It's just too. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, that's a lot of times that's the problem with you know single moms or you know moms from. Multiple marriages, so yeah, you know, it's just yeah. like you're trying to almost make up for something that, you know, oh, yeah. you, there's nothing really to make oh, up yeah. for. Trust me, I, I, I know that one all too well. Yeah. Well, I do too. You know, and my yeah. mom was always super lenient on me, and that was kind of why, you know, I had more freedom than I probably needed. Yeah, but your mom always called you out on your bullshit too. Yeah, she did, but I mean, I still had more freedom than I needed. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like my dad, you know, he was always, we always got along really well, but my dad never once like sat me down and like, like, I'm going to whoop your ass if you ever do this again. Like, you know, I just had it way too easy and it was kind of something, you know, I always told myself like, I'm going to be a lot harder on my kids than, right. And not harder in a bad way, just, you know, more strict, more guidelines, more, you're going to do your homework when you get home and not wait till right before bed. And then, right. The things that you know that you fucked up on in high school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I think about that all the time. Like, if I'd have just done homework a couple times. Yeah. And it's not I'd hard I'd probably been shit. a fucking straight A student. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's one of those things. It's like, at that age, you know, you think you fucking know it all. But, I mean, it's like work. You show up, you work, you're done, that's it. Like, yeah. if you would have treated school like that. Right. You know, it wouldn't have been that bad. And that's kind of, you know, kind of what we... Like, another thing when I was a kid is it was, like, I would always try to get out of going to school. And my mom would always be like, okay, you can stay home today. Like, we don't let the kids do that. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have a fever, you're going to school. Right. And, like, it sucks and they go through it. But we don't want – and that's another thing with, you know, kids going to the same school over a period of time is you don't want them to have this idea, like, school is the worst fucking thing in the world. Right. And that's what I did from a super young age, kindergarten. It's like I hated school so bad that, yep. like – yeah, me too. And it's, you know, it's so easy now. And it's like teachers, I feel like, are so much better than they used to be. Like they're younger people. And I mean, it's probably why, you know, they're just easier they're more on relatable. kids. Yeah. yeah, they're easier on kids too. You know, yeah. they're not. But like every teacher my kids have ever had, they really like and they get along well. And they, you know, they're 22-year-olds rather than 42-year-olds. So yeah. it's just more they're more interested in their jobs and more eager right. to be there and receptive to kids. Yeah. Haven't been around kids for 30 fucking years and are ready to, yeah, just them. done. Yeah. Which like I had one teacher that I really liked throughout my entire school career. Who was that? Uh, Mr. Jeff Moser over at the high school. No, he was, uh, he was my fifth grade teacher. If I had Christian, Moser. why does Moser sound familiar? Did, did, Katie, Malvin have a crush on Katie Moser, yeah. I think. Yeah, or I don't know why we're mentioning names. Schmoser. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, they they were super Schmoser. cool. Yeah, he had a couple kids. They were really good kids. But yeah, he had a. But yeah, he was awesome, and he was you know probably someone that I would be like look back on and be like, yeah, that was a fun year of high 
yeah. school. Like, that's literally the only one I ever had. Do you guys have a teacher where you were like, man, I fucked with it. I probably ruined that teacher's life for a year, but that teacher ended up being, like, one of your favorite teachers. Do you guys have a teacher like that? Not really. I was always so quiet in school that it wasn't really a... I was so mouthy. Ted yeah, Keller. His name was Ted Keller. Sci-fi teacher? Yeah. He was I remember, I think the only class I ever had with you was American government. In the morning that Harkins, we never fucking went to? Bird. Yeah. 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 Early bird, American government. And he was cool enough where he just like let us make up all of our shit at the very end yeah. of the year. I still failed that class. I failed art twice. Art? <laughs> Who was your teacher? Mr. Manning. Hmm. He'd been there forever. Didn't we have art together? Oh, yeah, we did. Who, what was that lady's name? Guthrie. No. She was... Loudon. Loudon. Yeah. yeah she was I think all bitch. of the teachers that you guys had went to Glacier. I know uh, Miss Morin went to Glacier. History teacher, you remember her? I had a... Who's my history teacher? I had Harkins for American Government. I don't remember who my history teacher. Yeah, I don't know why I just never did like. I think of school work. I think about it now. Like, I've learned so much more in the last ten years than I ever did in high school. But that's my own. Fault. I mean, high school is all bullshit. But it's not like it was hard, right? I mean, it'd be one thing if you were doing like college prep classes and chemistry. And, yeah. But it's like you literally had to do biology. What's yeah. easier than that? Nothing. Well, I mean, if you pay attention. Oh, I never if you did. don't, it's the worst worst thing in the world. I don't uh, think boys are meant to go to like school and like sit in one place and learn. No, fuck no. It's just their brains aren't meant for it. You'd be better off putting kids through like life based school and then sending them to like education. Education. Yeah, like when they figure out what they want to do yeah. or Yeah that that seems logical, actually. And kids are so much smarter than adults. Like, they don't know more, but, like, their brains are developing. They're so much more open to everything. They don't have any bias. Yeah, you have no bias. You have, you know, no preconceived notion towards the world. You have, you know, you look at everything almost like it's new. Yeah. Like, but if Face you think, value. Yeah, if you think about they have kids for 12 or 13 years... Like, if you focused on making a kid a doctor for 12 or 13 years, like, by the time they were 18 years old, like, they could literally be a brain surgeon. Doogie Hauser style? Yeah. Yeah. If you focused on that. Right. And, like, said, okay, this kid has the IQ to be a doctor, like, and you get, had 12 or 13 years with them to just teach them everything there is to know, yeah. and by the time they could actually do it, you know, like, but... Can we talk about how much school actually fucked people in the long run like taxes for example or uh, writing a check or student loans yeah I feel like that's important stuff to know as a you know oh yeah or like how a fucking credit card works yeah it's like you're 18 years old and you don't know how a fucking credit card works yeah it's like you turn 18 and you start getting all these credit card things in the mail and like yeah it sounds like a good idea and you have like a $300 limit and what do you do you max it out and you never pay the bill yeah it literally sticks you with you for like seven years. Yeah. But you know what they say? Like if you have, you know, like a kid when they're 13, if you put them as a, like an authorized user on your 
oldest mm-hmm. credit card. You know, by the time they're 18, like they're going to have like an 800 credit score. Yeah. Just because they carry that history with them. But then again, it's not like our parents would ever do that. Right. You know, it's and it's not like it's hard. And it's like, say you something horrible happened and you defaulted on the card, you just remove them as an authorized user. That history's gone. It's like, like I think about think about it right now. Like, if there's one thing that I could change, if I could switch out, like if I could teach, if I could have a school teach my daughter financing, like legit financing, yeah. not just like seven plus seven equals yeah. twenty one or whatever fourteen, uh, is like. Who the fuck gives a fuck about who Picasso was? Because he contributed nothing to society except for paintings. Yeah. And maybe, and that's something you should learn in an art class. Yeah. If you're going to be like an art historian or an artist or a fucking go paint houses, figure out who Picasso is. But my eight-year-old daughter doesn't need to know who Picasso is. Picasso didn't change the world. He didn't do anything. I mean, he... Yes, his paintings are world renowned, but you know, like it's not yeah. like people like. How is that a contribution? Right. Like, what are you doing for society? You're making people stand around in a museum, gawking over. So BLM can come burn that down yeah. and yeah. completely erase you from. Get rid of it because he was white and had one ear. What was that? Uh, where there's the reports coming out that Picasso Be- had both his ears. That Beethoven. One guy didn't have an ear. Oh, it was. Who cut off their ear? It was Picasso. It was not Picasso. It was, uh... Yeah, it was fucking Picasso. It Don't was. ever question me again. It wasn't Picasso. No, but when there there was these news reports coming out and the woke, the wokeys were like, yeah, Beethoven Mango. was... Yeah, cut off his ear. Bitch. Uh, the wokeys were like, yeah, Beethoven was black. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and somebody called him Young Toven. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're at an hour 12. It's, it's probably a pretty good time to mention before we wrap it up. Uh, don't forget, you guys, this podcast is brought to you by Gallhan and Company. Uh, they are your screen screen printing and cornhole board needs. Fucking nailed it. How are those yeah. shirts coming? I haven't ordered them yet. Are they going to be sick, though? I don't know. I haven't even emailed them. No. The design. I'll work on that design this week. So... Gallon and Company. Yep, Gallon and Company. Make sure Cornel you email. Boards. Yep, Cornhole Boards, screen printing. Uh, they do a bunch of shit. Vinyl um, printing. Vinyl printing, yeah. Uh, wraps, stuff like that. Make sure you guys are hitting them up. Uh, that's Gullahan and Company at Outlook.com. Um, thanks again to them for this super sweet equipment that Steve keeps breaking. And uh, It's fucking fixed, guy. Another big shout-out to Spirit like Ditch for the... Um, intro music. So, guys, got anything else before we wrap up? I'm ready for Cody to come back. We need some uh, some uplifting guidance. Energy, yeah. Kirkland vodka. Kirkland vodka, also. All right. Well, hopefully, we'll see you next week in Cody's bar. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Good night.